Don't be carried away. I'll be honest with you, that's what the Lord spoke to my heart in, in prayers I was praying for our nation. If you haven't started praying for our nation as a nation, then I really don't know what it would take, to be honest with you, to get you to pray for our nation. I don't know if a civil war needs to break out or what needs to happen, but we could be close to that. At this point, after seeing some of the stuff we've seen, if you'd ever told me that socialism could be on the ticket and it not and it be serious and not be a jailable offense, I would have told you you're crazy, but socialism is all up in Washington right now. I was telling Caleb he didn't like it. We wasn't having one of those jolly conversations. <coughs> he thinks I'm too skeptical. He thinks that I buy into too many conspiracy theories of what's going on in Washington. And I, I told him, I said, your generation, son, is skeptical of the truth. My generation is skeptical of deceit. And when we're being lied to, when we feel like a, a fast one's being, trying to be pulled on us, we tend not to believe nothing. But I said, your generation's just the opposite. You're skeptical of the truth. Socialism isn't some far distant thing. It's in Washington. They ran on the ticket of socialism. Your generation's pushing it. They want it. And I said, if you can't see the scandal and the cheating and the lying and all the stuff that's going on in Washington, I don't know what, it, it, we're not talking about conspiracies. It's right there in front of you. I don't know how anybody can't see it. So we wasn't having one of those jolly conversations. He was like, Dad, I'm not being carried away by nothing. I'm just not going to listen to all that talk and let it consume my mind. And uh, I was praying about it. And uh, the Lord began to talk to me in prayer. And I, I, I think we all need to be praying about what's going on in our nation. There's some things that I can't do anything about. I was telling Brother Larry if President Trump needed me to join the military and sign up and help him go round some of these uh, trees and stuff, I'd join. I'd tell him, I'll help you. I believe in it. I'll stand for my nation. Our forefathers did. I'll stand for my nation. I'll do whatever. I can, but there's some things I can't do, but there's some things I can do. And praying is just something I can do. So, I, I want to be honest with you. Praying is something as a child of God you should be doing. You should be praying for our nation. And God spoke to me in prayer and he said, don't be carried away by the things that are going on around you in the world today. And I, I wrote that down and I looked it up in Webster's Collegiate Dictionary. Carried away to arouse to a high and often excessive degree of emotion or enthusiasm. That sounds like 
what happens when you get carried away, don't you? And I found myself fighting and having to resist the temptation of being carried away in the wild events of the last few weeks. If you get to talking to me about what's been going on, I get a little carried away. The patriotism in me gets to rising up. And it don't take you long to find out Brother Eddie don't like what's going on. Not one little bit do I like what's going on. I, I, I want to tell you some people that I've been listening to. You know, you can't listen to the national media anymore. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm in China, to be honest with you. That's where we're living, where the media is a propaganda organization that tells you what the wicked rulers want you to hear. I really feel like we're living in, 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 a, in a third world country. I, I don't recognize my nation. How can you censor and mute the president of the United States? How can you tell him we're not going to air anything you say? We're not going to let you talk to anybody. We're not going to give you any platform to speak. Let me tell you what's happening. Right before your eyes, if they can do that to him, the days of me live streaming this on Facebook are numbered, bank on, count on. The day's coming when you won't preach on YouTube, you won't preach on Facebook. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to figure out a way, Brother Jason. We're just going to be able to stream straight through the website. There's a way you can do that. But if they want it shut down, it'll be like China. You won't be able to stream off a website either. And uh, people actually, you know, if they want to hear preaching, they're going to have to come here to hear it. Because this, this means of carrying the gospel, they want to silence that. They want to stop. If they can mute him, then I'll be next. That's just the way I see it. And uh, I've been listening to some pirate news outlets online, straight off podcasts or websites. That's where Caleb's falling out with me. He said, Dad, you need to quit listening to them people. But uh, if they're right, and so far, I've been listening to them for months, so far they have been, even where Pence and everybody else was concerned. Uh I just say this, and I'm not going to say a whole lot unless they shut our, unless Facebook shuts our, our live stream down. Because I, I want to be able to do this as long as I can. If what they're saying is right, number one, you need to pray. Number two, top all your vehicles off with gas and go buy you enough groceries to last you for a few weeks for what we might see in our nation in the next couple of weeks. Take that for what it's worth. I feel the tension when I say that. Believe me, I feel the, the tightness and the grip of it. I'm not, try, I'm not trying to make you mad like I did Caleb. I'm not trying. He's in California with Miss Taylor. And I told him, you need to get your little self back to Alabama. He didn't like that at all. He ain't coming. <laughs> so I told him, you get stuck out there in California, just just knock yourself in the head and say, I wouldn't listen to my dad. So uh, 
I found myself fighting and having to resist the temptation of being carried away in the wild events of the last few weeks. Our nation is under siege by socialist and communist leaders. A free and fair election was anything but that. Some people hate for me to say that. I'm okay with that. Anybody with half a brain can see cheating took place in the general election. I won't be preaching on that. I've said all I'm going to say about it. That'd be a, a, a colossal waste of mine and your time because me preaching about them cheating wouldn't change one thing. I don't have the ability to change. I wish I did. It'd be changed right now. I've lost friends. I've lost some people that followed us online, very upset with me about some things that I've preached over the course of the last few months. I had one lady that, hey, followed us, always commenting on our website, but I lost them as friends, and I apologize to their to their pastor, he and I talked, but uh, I made the statement that black preachers are missing an opportunity to be able to preach the gospel to young black men in America instead of allowing them to get caught up in all this stupid stuff called, you know, Black Lives Matter, a political propaganda organization that cares nothing about black lives. It's a, they have a communist agenda. But having said that, if, if my family, if my, you know, community was out in the streets acting stupid, I would be preaching to them Jesus Christ. That's not going to change anything. You need the Lord. And the Bible said if you have him and the fruits of the Spirit will abound in your life and against such there is no law. And so, I, I, you know, I preached some things along that line and they unfriended me, don't like me, feel like I'm a false prophet. I'll probably, the later it gets, continue to lose friends. Maybe from getting a little carried away by some of the stuff that's going on around us. But I want to tell you, I hate cheating. As an athlete, I hated cheaters. Cheating is dishonest, it is unfair, and it robs the ones who acted lawful. Cheaters will not go unpunished by God. And in that, I take consolation. They can cheat if they want to, but there is a God in heaven, and cheating will not go unpunished. It is enough to make any honest and decent person get carried away, especially us men. There's just something about men in our nation. We, we want to take up arms. I'm telling you. Again, the word carried away means to arouse to a high and often excessive degree of emotion or enthusiasm. And in prayer and in fasting in this last week, I asked God, what can I do to help? What can I do to help my country 
What can I do to help my church? What can I do to help my family make it through this hour of crisis that we're living in? How can I encourage the nation, my family, and the church? And honestly, Lord, how can I encourage myself? So the Lord dealt with me concerning this, and that's why I'm bringing it to you today. Notice in our text that Daniel and many of the people of Israel were carried away into captivity by the Babylonians and by King Nebuchadnezzar. Jeremiah was a prophet in Daniel's day. Jeremiah's an old man, and Daniel's a teenage boy. I've often liked to use my little redneck imagination and, and imagine Jeremiah as being the pastor and Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were teenage boys in Jeremiah's youth group. That's just the way I like to look at it. He preached to them boys truth. He preached to them boys the faithfulness and the power of God. And when Nebuchadnezzar come and carried them all to Babylon. Jeremiah remained faithful. Daniel remained faithful. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah all remained faithful to God. Though they were carried away physically, they were not carried away spiritually. In Jeremiah 52 and verse 30, he recorded these words in the, in the three and twentieth year or in the twenty-third year of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, carried away captive of the Jews 745 persons. All the persons were 4,600. In that 4,600 group of captains carried away into from Jerusalem into Babylon, Daniel and those Hebrew boys were in that number. Think about this now. God allowed Daniel to be carried away from Jerusalem into, or from Judah into Babylon. God allowed Daniel to be carried away. Not because of Daniel's actions, because of Daniel's choices or Daniel's life, but because of the nation that he lived in. If ever there was a godly and a righteous man whom God would honor, answer his prayer, surely it was Daniel. Man, if I was a teenager, that would encourage me to know him, that you can live so close to God as a 15 or a 16 or 17-year-old young man or young lady, that you can do exploits for God, that you can be a vital asset to, to your people, to your family, and to your entire nation. That would excite me. Would, uh, would God in, in, in 2021, would God... Allow America, our beloved nation that has fed the world, literally, evangelized the known world, literally, been a solid stronghold for the church to grow and prosper. 
been a bastion for the freedom of religion, a foothold for, for many missionary endeavors that have blessed the world globally, would he ever allow America to be carried away into socialism and watch the foundation of our nation be utterly destroyed? He may be about to do just that. We may all be Jeremiah the weeping prophet before it's over with. We may watch before our very eyes with this red patriotic blood coursing through our veins. We may watch God give our nation up to socialism. I pray to God it don't happen. Do you hear me? I said I pray to God that it don't happen. But I'm saying it did happen in Daniel's day. And God did allow Daniel to march out of Judah into Babylon. Many of which said we hung our harps on a willow tree and said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? We've lost our song. We've lost our joy. We've lost our victory. We've lost our commitment and our dedication to God. We give up. I refuse. If my nation is carried away, I am not going to be carried away. It makes me shudder to think of the direction America could go in. It angers me. Here I go again, getting carried away at the thought of it. I want to tell you, being a patriot, it gets, I get carried away easily. But it's now, in this hour, and at this moment, that you and I must invoke our dual citizenship. I'm also a citizen of heaven this morning. And nothing America does is going to change that. John 18 and 36, Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Jesus said, let me tell you something. Uh, Caesar, if my kingdom was of this world... All these boys around me would be cutting your head off with a sword. They wouldn't let you touch me. I'm their king. I'm their Lord. And they'd be fighting for me all over this world. He said, but my kingdom's not of this world. I've got to remember, though what's going on around me, I don't like it. And if our kingdom was... God's kingdom was of this world, I would be bearing arms today, saying over my dead body. But right now, God said, I called you to pray. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal weapons. Though I want to take up a rifle, though I want to stand in the face of some socialist and tell him or her over our dead body. And I would feel good about doing it. I want you to know that. 
I would feel righteous uh, in doing it. Uh, I want you to know that. Uh, I feel the Lord saying to me, my kingdom's not of this world, and the weapons I've given unto you are not guns, are not uh, spears, it's not uh, ammunition of bullets. Uh, it's the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, it's the authority of my word, uh, and it's the power and the ability to pray in the Spirit. Uh, use those weapons. Uh, and don't be carried away captive. Jesus wasn't carried away by the mob that came to arrest him. I, I say that by saying this. When they came to arrest him, he didn't get all angry. He didn't panic. He didn't get all carried away emotionally. He stayed in complete character. That's right. And he said, what are you guys coming to get me for now? I was with you every day in the temple, uh -huh. preaching the same thing I'm preaching now. Right. Doing then what I'm doing today. Uh -huh. What's any different today than, than every other day? Why here and why now? Right. He didn't get carried away at all. Uh -huh. Though they did carry him away, to Pilate's Hall. Looking back to our original text in Daniel, then looking at Christ Jesus, they were both carried away in the natural, in the physical realm, but they remained true to who they were and to who and to what God had called them to be and to do. So looking at them as our example, number one, we cannot be carried away from who we are in the Lord. I want to say that again. We cannot be in this hour be carried away from who we are in God. Look, what, what happens over the next few days may blow your mind. But remember this, we are called in this crazy, wild completely nuts hour that we're living in. We are called in this hour to stand and to be the church. We're not Republicans or Democrats or white or black. I need you to understand right now you're a part of the body of Jesus Christ. You're the church. You are America's only hope. You're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. You're a city on a hill that God don't want to be here. Colossians chapter 3, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. He said, set your heart, your affections, on things that are above, not on the things uh, that are in the earth. Uh, he said, for your life is hid with God in Christ. You've got to remember that. Galatians 1, he said, I marvel, in verse number 6, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ uh, unto another gospel. 
which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so now I say again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. He said you cannot be carried away because of the changes that are taking place around you. There's one Christ, there's one gospel, there's one heaven, there's one church. I'm a part of it. I can't be caught up in what's going on around me and be carried away from what God wants me to be. Daniel, though he was carried, <coughs> carried into Babylon, remained true to who he was. Listen, his name was Daniel, the first thing that the captain of the host for Nebuchadnezzar did, he said, you boys are going to learn our language. You're going to wear our clothes. You're going to adapt to our culture. You're going to drink our wine. You're going to eat our food. And we're going to make Babylonians out of you. He said, first order of business, What's your name, boy? Daniel. You've got to think this is a 15, 16, 17-year-old boy. you got to think he probably feels terrified. He probably feels overwhelmed. He most likely feels very intimidated. He went from sitting on the front row at Jeremiah's church hearing about things that could happen, things that he prayed to God would never happen, they happened. Now he's found himself in Babylon. He's found himself in the palace or under the authority of King Nebuchadnezzar. He's got on Babylonian garments. Don't you know when Jeremiah was preaching to him. Don't you know Jeremiah preached to him about the children of Israel crossing over Jordan? Don't you know that Jeremiah preached to him that uh, they, the children of Israel marched around the walls of Jericho and God said, this battle is mine. Everything's going to be destroyed and everything in the city is mine. Don't touch nothing. Don't take none of it. It's all mine. It's all for my glory. It's all for my honor. Don't you take their silver. Don't you take their gold. And don't you wear their clothes. And one of the men took some of their silver and gold. And he took one of their garments. Because he thought they looked good. Don't you know that in that boy's spirit, uh, the things of the world, the things of Babylon, that Babylonian garment uh, that cost... Uh, you know, uh, it cost that the man his entire family because he hid them under his tent. Don't you know when they put Babylonian garments on Daniel, don't you know he went to God in prayer and said, oh my God, forgive me that I'm wearing this filth. Forgive me, Lord, for having this garbage on. 
Don't you know when they were putting him through language school, he was having to learn how to talk like a Chaldean? He was saying, I might learn their language, but I'm still a Jew. When he prayed, he prayed in Hebrew. When he talked to God, he talked to God in Hebrew. Don't you know they led him to the table and said, now these are, now this is the food and drink you're going to drink this wine and you're going to eat this meat. We've offered this unto our God, unto our idols. Our priest, he said, I might have wore your filthy clothes. I might be talking your language which disgusts me. But I draw the line in the sand. I ain't drinking that and I ain't eating that. That priest said, wait a minute, son. This is good for you. This meat's going to make you strong. He said, if you'll let me eat what's lawful for me to eat unto my God. He said, ain't nothing here in your kitchen lawful for me to eat except for the vegetables you got. Because you haven't offered them unto idols. If you just let me and my buddies eat these vegetables, our God will make us stronger than the rest of these guys. He said, well, I'll test you for a few days. And when I come back and look at you, if you look scrawnier and, and more weak and more puny than everybody else, uh, I'm going to make you eat it. He said, fine, we'll put God to the test. And when he came back, uh, they looked better than everybody else. They had more wisdom on them than anybody else. I'm telling you, though Daniel was carried away into Babylon, he remained true to who he was. That man said, your name is going to be Belteshazzar which means the Lord of the straightened treasures. The Lord of the straightened treasure, or he who gains treasure out of hardship. That ain't such a bad name, is it? He who gains wealth or treasure out of hardship, your name's Belteshazzar. And that boy kneeled down to pray. He said, hey, Lord, it's me, Daniel. You know what Daniel means? God is my judge. Hey, God, it's me, Daniel. I'm down here needing you today. In Babylon, he wouldn't eat the things he held unlawful to eat while he was in Judah. And he was going to pray in Babylon just as many times as he found himself praying in Judah. You weren't going to change him from who he was. And you say, well, you know, I... Did, they, did he ever give in? Did he ever allow them to call him Belteshazzar? Well, if you just read kind of between the lines, when they cast him into the lion's den, it was the king that threw the door open and he said, Oh, Daniel! He didn't say, Oh, Belteshazzar! He said, Oh, Daniel is the God whom you serve continually able to deliver you from the mouth of the lion. And he stepped out from the shout and he said, The Lord of whom I serve sent his angel and he stopped the mouth of the lion. And, and the king said, Daniel's God is the only God. We've got to remember in his wild, crazy time that we're living in, we're the church. 
We're not being carried away and getting engulfed in what they are, in who they're trying to make us be. We have to remain the church. The only hope of us winning anybody to the Lord is during this crazy hour we remain the church. God will stop the mouth of the lion. If you remain true to God, he'll give you the heathen for your inheritance. Secondly, he leads us, Daniel did, into our second point. We cannot be removed from sound doctrine. I know I'm running out of time, so let me hurry. Second Timothy chapter 4, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick or the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry for I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. Listen to what he said. I fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day and not to me only but unto all them also that love is appearing. He said, preach the word, son. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the days coming, they won't endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and will turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. They asked Mr. Biden, how can you, you say you're a Catholic, how can you then go against the teaching of the Catholic Church and promote abortion. You know what he said? Hey, I am a Catholic. Hey, for me it's wrong, but I will never impose what I believe on somebody else. For what's wrong for me, I can't decide what's wrong for them. I said, sir, you come too late to try to twist and impose your truth on me. There's only one truth. You're either Christian or you are not. You either believe the Bible is the authoritative truth for all men, women, for all races, and the whole world, or you don't believe a word of it. Either it's God's word or it's not. If it's wrong for me, sir, it's wrong for you. Abortion's wrong, period. Homosexuality is wrong, period. Murder's wrong, period. Lying and cheating and conniving is wrong, period. Not because I said, but God said it. He said they're going to turn their ears from hearing that and they're going to be turned to fables. You know what fables are? They're made up stories. Fables are Jack and the Beanstalk. Fables are Mother Goose. Fables. They made this Bible as far as what they want to quote of it. 
They made it some kind of fable, a made-up imaginative truth that they come up with that they propagated. But no, no. God's Word is eternal. God's Word is from everlasting to everlasting. Let every man be a liar, but God's Word be true. 1 Timothy 1 and verse 2 unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord, as I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some, that they, te that they teach no other doctrine, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in the faith, so do. Now the end of the commandment is charity or love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience, that is a holy living, and of faith unfeigned, from which some, having swerved, have turned aside unto vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which is committed into my trust. Paul said, Timothy, some have swerved. Some have gotten off course, but you have to remain true to who you are as the church. We're Bible believers. We're holy men and women because we're Bible believers. We're holy because God is holy. I'm not better than the average Joe. I'm flesh. Listen, he said, uh, 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 Elijah was a man of like passion, the same as we. He, he got discouraged. He at times felt defeated. But when he needed God, what separated him from other men, he kept true to God. He remained true to who he was. And he earnestly prayed to God, and God heard him. Listen, we have to remain true to sound doctrine, true to the God we serve. And if you and I will pray, God will hear us. Can't be carried away. Curse if you come help me. I need to finish. Can't be carried away from what we've been called to do. Part of what we've been called to do is pray. Pray without ceasing. He said, Pray for the king, pray for dignitaries. You should be praying for men that are in charge that have power to control or to stop what's happening. You should be praying for Donald Trump. God, give that man supernatural strength, supernatural wisdom, expose the lying, expose the cheating. 
whatever you've got to turn upside down, whatever you've got to break down, whatever regime you've got to topple, then do it. We should be praying for the church. Do you know statistics say that 30% of the church will be lost in a post-pandemic America? Meaning when, I can't even think of the name, COVID. When COVID's gone, 30% of the church will never come back to church again. Hello. Does that not shake you? It does me. I'm, I'm a pastor. 30%, three out of 10, or one out of every three people are going to get so carried away with staying at home, they're never coming back. You don't think it can happen. I, I'm still looking for people that got carried away with Hurricane Ivy. They left this church and have never came back. And as far as I know, they're not going to church anywhere. I'm looking for people that have been carried away by some kind of Family tragedy. A loved one died. They just quit coming to church. They don't go to anybody's church anymore. Carried away. I found that prayer keeps you grounded. Got an altar at home? You're going to get up out of that altar on fire of the Holy Ghost. You're going to say to everything and anything in this world, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to find my way to the house of God. I'm going to teach my children my family that he's the most important thing in my life. I want to tell you, God's going to find an Esther in this nation and in the church, or there ain't going to be a nation or be a church. Malachi or Mordecai, her uncle said, hey, Esther, Oh, Haman's going to kill us. He's going to annihilate us. He's going to wipe our race off the planet. But look, girl, you're in the king's palace. And the king's the only one that can do anything about it. Why don't you go in there and tell the king what Haman's up to? Why don't you ask him to spare a life? She said, look, he picked me. He chose me. But our marriage ain't even consecrated yet. Consummated yet. I'm just a girl in waiting. I'm just one of his little dainties. He's got off to the side. And if I go in unto him unrequested and unannounced, their custom is he could kill me. And old Mordecai's on the outside of the gate looking in at her. He said, I just want you to know, baby girl, that if you're not willing to go in before the king, He's about to kill every one of us out here. She said, tell everybody, tell all of my people to pray and fast with me for three days and then I'll go in before the king and if I die, I'll just die. There's some things that are worth dying for. This gospel's chief among them. Church, in my opinion, is one thing that I would lay down my life for. 
the right for my children and my grandchildren to hear old time, unadulterated, uncompromised preaching of the truth. Old fire, anointed Pentecostal preaching. I die to give them that right. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house this morning. We need to be praying. You can't be carried away from what you've been called to do. Pray, church. Pray like you've never prayed. Stand with me and I'll quit. Can't be carried away from assembling ourselves together. I'm telling you, the day's coming in America. They want us to be the next China. They want to put the church out of business. Yes, they do. They've censored the president. You can believe the preacher's next. They shut the preacher up. They'll shut the church down. While you're still able to assemble, come hell or high water, you need to make your mind up. We're going to church. Don't be carried away from giving. Because the ministry is necessitated by our giving. Missionaries are shut down right now because many churches have ceased to give. Don't quit giving unto the Lord because the ministry is dependent upon us. The Great Commission, don't be carried away from the fact that you are called to be a witness. You are called to tell somebody who Jesus is going to the highways, the hedges. Get in those prisons. Uh, stand on a street corner. Find you an after-school program. Go to a convalescent home. Tell somebody we're soon to see Jesus. The rapture's imminent. Don't be carried away from being separate and living holy in a compromised, wicked world. He's coming back for them that look for him. Shall he appear the second time without sin? Unto salvation. Right. It's a purifying hope. You better live pure. We are on the brink of the rapture. Better throw your pet sin in the garbage. Walk away from it and live for God. Because we're on the brink of the rapture. The coming of the Lord is nigh. It's near. Even at the door. Jesus could come today. And you better be living right. not soon carried away with the things that are happening all around you, saith the Lord. It is the enemy's invention to distract you. It is the enemy's trick. It is his plot and his plan, his evil device to pull you away from my spirit, from my word, and from my promise. Be not soon shaken in your heart or troubled in your mind. For I am your confidence. I am your peace. I am your hope. And I am your joy. You're mine. And if you will abide in me, I will not allow you to be moved. I will anchor you in the rock of ages. And I will prove myself unto you 
the faithfulness and the power of my word and my promise will never be moved in this earth. I am God. Look to me. I will be your refuge, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Would you meet me in this altar and let's seek the Lord together this morning. Hallelujah to God. I will not be carried away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.